Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken, and we are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We have an incredibly exciting guest today, as always. But what I love about this guest, he's a repeat offender. He is back, and his name is Jesse Cole, and he is the founder of Fans First Entertainment and the owner of the Savannah Bananas baseball team. Now, you may remember from years ago when he was on here talking about his first book, uh, he understands the customer experience probably better than almost anyone. And he turned a very, very tough business into an extremely successful, thriving business that has caught the world's attention. Before we get into the interview, a couple of quick announcements. First, I want to thank Text Expander, who is our sponsor, and you'll learn more about them at the break. If you've got a question you'd like to ask or a story you'd like to share, please reach out to me on any of the social media channels because I am everywhere. And if it is a question, please use the hashtag AskShep. I'll either answer the question right there in that social channel on my blog, weekly newsletter that comes out every week, uh, perhaps on this show or maybe on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. That's Be Amazing or Go Home. And you can find episodes on Amazon Prime, Roku, Apple TV, or go to beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv. And you can watch all of the episodes. All right, let's get into our interview. Jesse, welcome to the show. Excited to be with you as always, my friend. Actually, I should say welcome back to the show. And before we started the recording, I asked, have you been on once or twice? And we couldn't figure it out because I know I've been on your show a couple of times. What's the name of your podcast? Well, it was it was business done differently. And I did over 100 episodes. But so you were the only because I stopped it in 2021 and the only, I think, return guest. I love that. And I'm honored and I'm flattered. And by the way, it's called business again, business, business done differently, business done differently. You can still probably listen to the episodes. Oh and, yeah. The, the viewership's way up than what it was. <laughs> right. It's, it's much higher now that you're not doing it than when you were doing it. That's yes. great. But here's the point. You have done business differently. You have a brand new book coming out uh, by Don Yeager, who's a buddy of mine, phenomenal author, written so many books. Don and I were together just about two or three weeks ago. And I said, you know, the first time I met you, you did a book on Walter Payton. He goes, oh, my God, that was like in the 90s. I go, yeah, like 30 years ago or so and uh, maybe 20 some odd years ago. He goes, yeah, I remember that. He lived with Walter Payton in order to understand what this guy was going through, one of the greatest football players of all time. And now he's written the book Banana Ball about your business. And if you go back to Amazon.com and you look for Jesse Cole, you're going to find books about how he did what he did. But this is the backstory. So go ahead and give us a little insight and fill us in. Yeah, we're proud. I mean, Don, Don spent the entire Banana Ball World Tour with us. And yeah, we wrote this together and and Don, you know, was really immersed in it from the beginning. Don wrote the foreword to the book, which was great, and then really helped throughout. And it was a a crazy journey, you know, to think, Shep, that seven years ago, I'm sleeping on an airbed and down to my last dollar. And my wife and I had to sell our dream house. And to see what's happened now with literally every single game sold out, the bananas playing a world tour. 
the wait list over 550,000 for tickets, uh, literally 3,000 people a day joining the wait list and major league stadiums calling regularly to try to book us to play at their stadiums. And then even Japan and international cruise ships, I never would have imagined it. And just by really challenging the status quo, thinking differently, just like what I learned from you on customer experience, imagining what the best possible fan experience is and doing that and not settling for the way things have been done to see this fan following is it's a phenomenon. I, I love it. And and by the way, uh, this is really important. You you have a baseball stadium in Savannah. That's where the Savannah, Ban- Savannah Bananas <laughs> have always played. But now you're on this world tour. So explain to me what this is. This like, first of all, we need to understand that what you've done to baseball is what the Harlem Globetrotters, and this is I'm, maybe others have said this, but it's like what the Harlem Globetrotters have done to basketball. It, you've made it entertaining. You've made people want to go. And this world tour, is it similar to what they've done where you're traveling around playing a baseball team in the a banana ball style? Yeah. And I spend almost a, a chapter talking about the comparisons to the Globetrotters. And it is flattering, but it's we're dramatically different than the Globetrotters. So, you know, where the Globetrotters, it's humbling. In the 1940s, they changed the game of basketball. Literally, I mean, they were selling out Madison Square Garden twice in the same day. They beat the Lakers twice. They sold 75,000 tickets in Berlin. They did an actual tour. They played every continent. The Globetrotters were the biggest sports team in the world. And then they kept doing the same show, playing the same team, and winning. The Washington Generals. (laughs) My fear is doing the same show, playing the same team, and winning. And so what we've created now, the Globetrotters, where they travel with 30 people, we travel with 120 to 150. We bring the banana pep band, the male cheerleading team, the breakdancing coaches, the hosts, the players in stilts, the dancers. We bring it all. And uh, and the bananas now have actually have a losing record on this tour. So the bananas have lost more games than they have won on this tour because every game you never know what's going to happen. And then uh, and a little bit different than the Globe Charters where they play basketball, we invented a brand new game called Banana Ball with nine rules that now literally little leagues are playing it, tournaments are playing. It's starting to really take off as a brand new game of baseball. Tell me what these rules are that differ from what we're what we've grown up with our entire lives. Well, think about this, Chef. When you think about great customer experience, you look at sometimes the best inspiration happens from what are people doing wrong? You know, what are the worst things? What are the biggest friction points in a customer experience and do the opposite? So for us, what are the biggest friction points in a baseball game? Number one, the game is way too long, over three hours. There is is. so much time in between innings. And uh, yeah, it just doesn't, that's part of the thing. Today's uh, typical customer has a little bit of uh, attention deficit disorder. 100%. 100%. And I'm, I'm right up there on the top of that list. So I'm just trying to create a game I would watch. So so let's start with this. Major League Baseball last year was about three hours and 12 minutes. Our banana ball games, two-hour time limit. Every game is done in two hours. Major League Baseball, you might have a blowout and the game's boring. Not in banana ball because every inning counts. Every inning counts as one point. So you can score six runs in one inning, but only get one point. So every game comes down to the wire. The last inning of banana ball, every run counts. Batter stepping out of the batter's box, can't do it in bat- banana ball. That's a strike. Can't step out of the batter's box. No mound visits. No bunting. Bunting sucks. You bunt, you're thrown out of the game. All right. Batters can steal first. There's no walks in banana ball. Instead of a walk, it's called a sprint. The batter takes off full speed. The catcher has to throw the ball to every player in the field, infield and outfield, before it's live. So you'll have doubles. You'll have guys thrown out at second. Walk becomes an exciting play. 
And then how about this? If fans catch a foul ball, it's an out. And that has already happened five times on tour. Uh, Bill Lee, the space fan, was pitching bases loaded the other night in Texas, and a fan caught the ball to get out of the inning. No run scored. The place went nuts. That is <laughs> banana that is unbelievable. You know, I, I've been watching the XFL, uh, the new football league. Actually, it's it's somewhat new. It came back. It started in the pandemic. They cut it. What a terrible season uh, that had to be for them to not be able to finish their inaugural season. But they came back. I will tell you that the product on the field, it's an expensive ticket for what it is. Uh, they are talented athletes, but they're not at the level, level of NFL professional football well they're all professional but at the high level however they've changed the rules to make it more interesting and i believe what you're talking about right now jesse i wouldn't be surprised like you said little leagues are doing it uh i wouldn't be surprised if one day we see one of these rules sneak into the majors yeah or you see a league or you see think about boxing in ufc 30 yep. years ago no one knew what ufc was ufc is pretty popular now boxing right. still exists mlb still exists but maybe there's banana ball league with millions of people watching. So those are, so give me an example, like chef, I say this, like it's crazy to me because I was sleeping on an airbed down to my last dollar. We have 4 million more followers than any major league baseball team on TikTok. So we have 5.2 million followers as of today. We have over a million followers on Instagram. So there's more young fans following us than any major league baseball team. And it's not even close. I think that the major league baseball team and every major league sport should take notice of this. I'm going to just share with you something really cool. This past Saturday, I was having breakfast with the CEO of the St. Louis Blues National Hockey League. You're you a season know, ticket holder. I'm right? a season ticket holder. I love that the Blues won the Stanley Cup. I'm a huge, huge Blues fan. And do you know what he asked me? Have you ever heard of this guy, Jesse Cole? <laughs> I said, I know Jesse. He goes, you know, Jesse. Yeah. He goes, that is an unbelievable story. And I said, so what is it that you've learned from Jesse that you're going to take back and do for us fans are, you know, the people who love the St. Louis blues. And we got into a great discussion, but I will <laughs> tell you uh, that's, I mean, you're, you're becoming famous amongst the elite sports franchises. That's very, that's very kind. And I, I, I think, you know, that to think about that as someone, when I first came to Savannah, you know, I could barely get booked to speak at a rotary, you know, now just be able to have the opportunity to speak in front of billion dollar companies. And it's just, it's crazy, but it literally, the inspiration came from people like you, people like Walt Disney and PT Barnum. I mean, looking in front of me right now, I have thousands of books that I read constantly and I don't read from the baseball industry, the sports industry. I read from outside the industry. And that's where the greatest learnings come from. Apply what you learn from outside. Right. Amazons of the world, the apples of the world, and bring that. I mean, literally, I, I think I read Invent and Wander and uh, How to Be Like Walt almost on a daily basis just to learn and say, how do I apply this today? So thank you. But I mean, I think there's a, we're just getting started. Have you read uh, or do you have my book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again? I have like seven of your books. Chef, but <laughs> okay, I do well, then that. you need the eighth book and I'm going <laughs> to send it to you when we're done because specifically right. the last chapter, there's a six question uh, process about how to create the I'll be back experience. And number one is, you know, why do people do business with you? Two is what does a competition do differently? Three, what can we do from the competition that can become mm -hmm. ours modified? But here's the next question. Number four, looking outside of our industry. Who are the companies we love and why do we love them? 
question number five, what is it that we love about those companies that we could start doing in our company? Because now we're not competing against direct competitors. We're looking at the world for opportunity to be better. And that's exactly what you've done. And you haven't even read my book. Uh, I've, look, amazement revolution. I have a book report on, you know, the convenience revolution, go, go amazing, go be amazing, go home. I have book reports on all of these, my friend, but yeah, it, it's, it's not only just reading it, but it's also going to a place where you can feel it. So on March 5th, 2020, one week before the pandemic, we took our entire team to Disney and we said, literally, we said, I want, I want, you know, lessons from when they first walk in lessons from when you leave. I want lessons when you eat. And we literally developed our entire opening. We have a whole March. We open the gates with our pep band and our male cheerleading team, our break dancing coach. We come through the whole crowd playing music, the band, and then do two full dances, then confetti, then a giant countdown, and people come in. We did none of that until we watched the um, the rope drop ceremony at Magic Kingdom and said, we don't just open the gates for the bananas. It's a celebration. There you and go. A, I had to feel it first. And again, and then I, I, I quote you on stage, Shep, almost every, every the last oh impression God. leaves a lasting impression. I share that over and over again because we are obsessed with our last impression when fans leave. And we do so much now that makes sure that it's an absolute huge celebration that they'll never forget. It. And that that's because of you, my friend. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. I'm honored. I'm flattered. I, I don't know what to say other than it's time to take a break. Uh <laughs> Let's do that. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about the Savannah Bananas, about Banana Ball, and my friend, Jesse Cole. He is the man, the myth, the legend who's changing sports as we talk today. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Let's talk about Text Expander, a tool that allows your team to eliminate repetitive typing with just a few keystrokes. Anything you type over and over, such as customer responses, will be at your team's fingertips so they have the power to do what they do best, just faster. Quickly reply to emails and chats from a library of responses that you create, completing answers to common questions and issues. Your entire team stays on the same page with the same common responses that can be personalized on the fly. And it's simple to use. Type commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation of just a few letters and symbols. Share the snippet with the team. When you type the abbreviation, it triggers the snippet and the content expands anywhere you type, including email, chat, or social media. It's that easy. Just go to www.textexpander.com to learn more about this amazing and productive tool. Sign up for a year and get 20% off. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Jesse Cole, the new book, Banana Ball, by Jesse Cole with Don Yeager. I misspoke earlier. I said by Don Yeager. Well, and, and what confused me, I'll be honest, is that when Don wrote the book about Walter Payton, he lived with Walter Payton, and you shared that he went on tour with you, uh, the world tour, we're calling it, and he toured city to city, and he basically lived with you. So I thought, okay, that sounds a lot like the Walter Payton story, at least how it was set up. But no, uh, Jesse, you, you, it's all your point of view. This is an amazing book, an amazing story. You've got so many, gosh, incredible things. I just want to know, you, you take this world tour, and you're playing other teams. And I realize in certain cities, you bring a team uh, that you play on a more consistent basis. And that is who? The party animals. The party animals. What a great team. And, and by the way, share with the group, the, the listeners, uh, who are some of the other names that you play against? 
So, I mean, we'll play other professional teams, but the major league alumni, you know, we just played on this tour and, you know, you'll have Johnny Damon out there and Johnny Gomes and Jeremy Guthrie and all these guys playing that just Heath Bell closed the game, the closer from the San Diego Padres. And we played that game nine innings in an hour and 34 minutes. And they were even dancing and they were juggling bats and they were playing all in. And we got two more games against them. But, you know, it's 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 about fun, but it's also competitive. You know, these guys want to win. I'm sure everybody on no matter what, even though we're having fun, it's meant to win. I just want to know, does it ever get to a point where a player is so competitive that they don't like participating in banana ball? <laughs> you know, I share a little bit of the book. I mean, it's it's like any company that you're trying to bring together amazing people. It's in the beginning, it's very, very tough and it's a challenge. But for us, we scream on the mountaintops who we are and what we stand for. We, I mean, our videos, our social media with all the following, we're only showing the fun. So what I believe, Chef, you've probably seen this more, you know, everyone talks about how do you recruit good talent? I go, no, we don't talk about recruiting. We talk about attracting and we attract over recruit. So the guys that join the bananas or play against us or play with us, they're all in because they understand what we're all about because we scream it from the mountaintops. So at first we had guys who would not dance, who would not do any of it. I mean, I got people giving the looks that I've never seen, but now it's like, hey, we're all in on this. We get what the bananas are all about. So essentially what you're doing is you're saying it's culture. And if you if you want to play on my team or your team wants to play against our team, there needs to be a cultural fit at some level. I'll give you an example. So the name of our company is Fans First. Fans First Entertainment. Every decision we make is Fans First. That was the last book I wrote, Fans First. When we go to a new city, before we open up that city, we bring together the entire staff. And this is also the game day teammates that we hire locally. Have 150, 200 people. And we share a Fans First story every single week and we break it down as fans first everyone fans first on three and at the end of the night even with the fans and the post-game plaza party everyone comes together and does fans first and these little stories builds us on who we are everyone sees the bats on fire the players coming up with stilts the crazy dances the twerking umpire all the things that get millions and millions of views that's what we're known for but the heart of who we are is fans first and that's the culture and that keeps people here We've only had two people leave us, Shep, in the last five years, and they each gave six months and one year notice. Wow. And and they left for personal reasons or other reasons, but nothing to do with they didn't love what you were doing. Oh, 100%. And, and we're very fortunate that. And now I'm proud. You know, our wait list for tickets, like I mentioned earlier, is over 550,000 right now all over the country. That but is un-freaking-believable. <laughs> I don't believe it. I, it's it's shocking. I, where they, they told me, so they sent the numbers. It's over 3,000 a day. Every single day joined the wait list. But- What's I'm more proud of is that our wait list to work with us is over 3,700. And that's all also over the country that I'm proud of, because that is like, wow, I actually want to change my life and go to join the circus with the Savannah Bananas. That's what I'm proud of. And that says something about the culture that we're trying to build. I, I love it. And uh, when you have that level of attraction, not just from fans, but from your potential employees, by the way, what do you call the employees? Uh, they're teammates, everything. Yeah, teammates. Everything's teammates. a team. Yeah. So I just wondered, it just is an idea. I, I think it's amazing. Could you um, share with us some insights as to really what drives the success of what you do? So I'll give you a little example. This was a story we shared just the other week when we were on tour. Uh-huh. So at one game, I watched as a kid came up to one of our players. And our player was, this player was a temporary player. So a player just going to be with us for about a week. And a kid came up to the player after the game and said, can I have your autograph? And he said, no. And I'm watching. I'm like, I can't believe our player just said no to a kid. But then the player got down on his knee, handed the, the kid 
his hat and said, only if I can have yours first. And he handed the little kid a Sharpie and the kid wrote his name, Ethan, on our bananas player's hat. And I was so blown away by that. I told the whole team, I go, look what Brian Encarnacion did. He didn't, he didn't want to care about himself. He wanted to make the kid the star. So then the next game, the kids started, the players started getting more autographs on their hats. Finally, in Daytona last year on the world tour, and I share this story in the book, I see this giant line chef for this one player. And I'm like, what is going on? Like Michael D, there's a line of like 50 kids for his autograph. Usually there's like 10 or 20, 50. And I go over and I see all the kids are signing his jersey. So there's tons of kids' names all over his jersey. So I'm sharing this story to the group when we're in Daytona. And I say, Michael, uh, what you did was truly fans first. I know you've been getting hundreds of autographs all tour, but I just want to let you know, I just talked to the Hall of Fame yesterday. They're putting your jersey in the Hall of Fame. Cooperstown Baseball Hall of Fame? The National Baseball Hall of Fame. Unbelievable. This is amazing. So first, I just want to say that the, the, the guy that was there for one week figured out the fans first culture and did something that was radically different than anybody had ever done before, which is not only am I happy to give you an autograph, but no, no, not until you give me your autograph. What do you mean? Sign my hat, sign my jersey. This person wasn't prop. I mean, how how well were they trained to do that? No one gets a uniform on our team until they go through an hour of fans first you with me as the owner. Mm -hmm. So I share stories. I talk about traditions, but he took it upon himself to take it to another level. And again, think about that, Chef. If everyone in business, you make your customers the stars, you give them the, the red carpet treatment, you make them feel like a million bucks instead of like, oh, you're doing them a favor by taking their money. It changes everything. And people have more purpose and pride for what they do at work. Our staff loves it. We Every day after every game, we say, what are the fans' first moments? What are the fans' first stories? And we share them after every single game. And we built the whole storybook of fans' first stories that back up who we are and what we stand for. That is the, the basis of our company. Yes, the wait list and the tickets and the selling out is great. But those are the moments that matter most for us. Unbelievable credibility. All right, I just need to know, you're not living on the floor of that dingy office in a decrepit stadium like you did seven eight years ago <laughs> we just bought a twenty thousand square foot building right across the street from the stadium so yeah we're hiring about one full-time person a, a week right now and uh it's it's been truly special but that's why we want to continue to come back to who we are what we stand for that's why we talk about those fans first moments to remember where we started with the cut phone lines the cut internet lines, selling two tickets and getting no's every day because that scrappiness that bootstrapping is uh really made us what we are today and and what's the future look like <laughs> i love talking about this you know it's funny as a as a kid i was i grew up in massachusetts i think you knew this and i was bat boy for the red sox when i was five years old as an honorary bat boy and sat next to wade boggs and jody reed and roger clemens and lee smith and there's a picture of me in the dugout with lee smith hall of fame closer and 15 years later, I got to pitch at Fenway. My dad and I, and my, my parents were uh, divorced. I was an only child. My mother had a drug problem. The one bond my dad and I had was baseball and going to Red Sox games. And right after this past tour, and I share this in the book, we finished the tour, sold out crowds. We had all the national ESPN show, HBO Real Sports. And I get a call and it was from the Red Sox. And within five minutes, they said, what would it take to have the bananas play at Fenway Park? And I... And I was just blown away. And now we've had numerous calls. And since then, we've heard from 17 major league stadiums uh, and teams. 
And uh, yeah, I think Fenway Park is a nice little dream of mine. And I think it's just the start. I think we're going to play all over the world and create a league and do cruises where we play, take 2,000, 4,000 of our closest fans on a cruise ship and play at different islands and just do things that are uh, pretty special. Play at Central Park. You know, I think about all these things. Where else can we play to bring joy and bring fun? So, uh, you know, we're just going to go one day at a time, but I think it's uh, there's a big future ahead. Are, are you going to play at St. Louis? St. <laughs> Louis Cardinals, come on. I'll call the DeWitts right now. If you want to play, I will call them and say, what does you know, it take I, for I, our Cardinals to play against the Bananas? Ironically, the Cardinals is one of the 30 teams that we have not heard from yet. Wow. Maybe so, I need to change. one day, but, 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 uh, you know, in that part of the country, we are doing very well. So, uh, we're, we're excited to see if we can make that happen at some point. Well, I, I don't know. I don't, don't think I have much clout, but you know what? I'm going to make a call. I'm going to shoot an email. What's the worst that could happen, right? <laughs> I, I had, we had thousands of no's. We still get lots of no's, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, might as well ask. We'd love to do it. Well, it, you know how the show ends. You've done this before. One last final nugget of information. And by the way, I could talk to you for hours and hours, but give us one last uh, banana ball uh, nugget. Oh, geez. Toss me, a, lob me a ball. Lob me a soft <laughs> one. <laughs> Let's use some euphemism. Well, you know, in the back of our fans' first playbook, it says, be patient in what you want for yourself, but be impatient in how much you give to others. So I believe in that 1,000%. But, I'm gonna, but I can finish that, but, or I could go one more and break the rules. Break the rules. I'm going to break the rules. The success and everything that we've built has been the series of something that I think very few businesses value, and it's idea creation. And literally since 2018, I've ha I have an idea book that I write down 10 ideas every single day. I haven't missed a day. That is thousand Shep of terrible ideas. And so, but, I, but out of those ideas, quantity leads to quality. And I think every business person, every creative person, everybody should work their idea muscle. And if you want to do amazing things, like you always talk about, you got to have ideas. And so how do you start ideas? You work your idea muscle, just like you work out your regular muscles every day, write down a few ideas, get together with your team, have an idea palooza. You'll get more energy, more inspiration, more purpose out of ideas. Ideas are the future. That's what builds a company. That's what builds who we are today. And so I put all my emphasis, all my time and ideas. So maybe each leader out there could spend a few extra minutes a day working on their ideas. Let me expand on this for a moment. I'm breaking my rule now. And by the way, that's why you've done so well is you have broken the rules. And it's not so much that you're breaking a rule as that you look at things differently and you're breaking something that's pretty much working, the world of baseball. And then you decide to break it, mold it, make it something else. We have something we call the moment of innovation, which is all about ideas. And it doesn't matter. We refer to innovation as anything that makes a change. It can make your job better. It can make it easier. It can make it greener. It can make the company more money, save the company money. It could do anything. And when we suggest that people have one idea a week, they freak out. And here you are, 10 a day, every day. It's amazing. It's amazing. I have a, a friend of mine. Uh, he had a company uh, that won the Malcolm Baldrige Quality Award. He had about 300 employees. He required every one of them to give an idea a week. At the end mm. of the year, 15,000 or so ideas. And you know how many of them were good? Like 40 of them. <laughs> <laughs> But, but it allowed him great ideas. exactly, and it allowed him to take his business to the next level and win these awards, which uh, many people don't. What's the Malcolm Baldrige Quality Award? Well, if you think about the JD Power Award or any big major business award, this was the award. 
Chef, people don't realize every night at our ballpark, we do 10 to 15 things that have never happened before in a baseball field ever before. And so that's hundreds in a given year. The only way we can do it is if we're all coming up with ideas. And out of those 10 to 15, nine to 12 aren't great. There's usually two or three that are gold. Yeah. And that's how we build the innovation. I think that is something that I wish more people talked about was idea creation and putting time in ideas. Well, we're going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to spread the word. The book is Banana Ball by Jesse Cole with Don Yeager. Get it today. Don't delay. <laughs> call, uh, Go to Amazon. Call your bookstore. Find out if it's there. But I would suggest getting it right away. Jesse, thanks for being back on the show. Can't wait to see you when I see you, whenever that is. You're the best as always, Chef. Appreciate you. All right, everybody. That wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another great interview. Until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.